0: Josh and I'm Gabriel and today on reading the gospel we're studying the event a village rejects Jesus. We're going to be reading from two gospels today. Uh, Gabriel will read from Matthew chapter 19 verse 1 and 2 and I will be reading from Luke chapter 9 verse 51 through 56. So follow along with us as we begin in Matthew 19. Now when Jesus had finished these sayings,
1: he went away from Galilee and entered the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. And large crowds followed him, and he healed them
0: there. Luke chapter 9, verse 51. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And when he sent messengers ahead of him, who went and entered a village of the Samaritans to make preparations for him. But the people did not receive him because his face was set towards Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to tell fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them and they went on to another village. So Jesus is heading down towards Jerusalem. He, he's starting this journey. And along the way, and Mark tells us he's teaching along the way. The crowds are coming. He's teaching. Matthew tells us he's healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is typical Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's coming into this village, and this village rejects him. Why does this village reject him? Uh, it seems that this was a Samaritan
1: village, and they had their own worship system they had their own temple on Mount uh, Garizim, mm-hmm. and they saw Jerusalem not only as a fair competition but as a threat mm-hmm. as a threat to their national identity which was built about uh, their uh, religious system. So this is a typical story when we see someone doing something different than what we do or when we
0: reject someone because they might be a threat to us and so we have this happening in our lives today right Mm -hmm. and again we we think that we are on the right path that we have truth that we're doing what's right and we look around at everyone else um and and say they're in the wrong and even we have james and john doing this Mm -hmm. looking around and saying these guys are in the wrong um lord command us and we'll call fire down from heaven to consume them so it was um, a little bit justified that behavior I'm going to
1: be the uh, that guy's advocate right yeah and uh, because Jesus Christ taught that multitude Mm -hmm. and for sure those teachings were spread in the nearby villages and also Jesus Christ healed the sick in the multitude. Mm-hmm. And uh, news about uh, healings were spread in nearby villages. So, this village was exposed to the divine healing and teaching power of Jesus Christ, and they still rejected Jesus Christ. Mm. From James and John, the sons of the thunder, uh, it was too much in their mind. They crossed the line and they should be removed from among the living yeah but jesus doesn't do that doesn't do that so james and john do what uh, sometimes we do today we're not happy with someone we see a bad behavior
0: and we yell at that person you go to hell yeah and in that way we are almost standing in place of Christ right
1: yeah so it's um, it's very interesting the same John who seems to learn the lesson after being rebuked by Jesus Christ by the way the gospel uses this harsh word rebuking when Jesus Christ rebuked Satan in that conversation with Peter because the disciples appropriated to themselves what belongs to Christ Mm -hmm. in John chapter 5 it says that all the judgment was given to Christ and Christ multiple times said that he did not come to execute that prerogative uh, at his first coming but that will be executed at the second coming Mm -hmm. and here we have someone who offers themselves to be a substitute for Christ like a substitute teacher and uh, later Uh, the same John in his first letter before the book of Revelation says that whoever is or wants to be in the place of Christ that is called Antichrist. Antichrist coming from Greek anti doesn't mean primarily to be against but primarily to be in place of, to substitute. So when we say to someone you go to hell you, we take something which was given to Christ alone, that uh, uh, office of judgment, mm-hmm. and we become one of those Antichrists because John talks about Antichrist in plural.
0: Yeah, and Matthew also talks about at the end times uh, that there will be those uh, claiming to be Christ, mm-hmm. um, standing up and, and making that claim. And yeah, we need to be very careful about the eternal consequences of our actions Mm -hmm. Uh, we never know what will either draw people closer to god or what will drive people away and when we stand up and we speak with a thus saith the lord and condemn people we need to make sure that that is actually coming from god and not just our own perspective and own prerogative otherwise we find ourselves in that position Of Antichrist standing in place of Christ and that's a scary dangerous place to be
1: and even if those words come from Christ and from the Bible they should be always wrapped in love yeah and should be used only appropriately uh, at the right
0: time as prompted by the Holy Spirit and that you know I'm always taken back to the parable of the debtors the the one who owed a little um, mm-hmm. and he was for, uh, he wasn't forgiven. The one who owed much was forgiven by the King. And then he goes out and tries to collect a debt from a little. And if I want God to offer me grace, I need to offer that grace to others. If I want mm-hmm. God to be light on me in judgment, I want, I need to be, uh, merciful and, um, gracious to others around me. And. I think this is the principle that we get yeah it's
1: like that old gospel song i am a sinner saved by grace yeah we have to have that perspective all the time and by the way we may not send people to hell but we might block people's access to heaven yeah i like to repeat this we may not use those words to send people to hell but by our actions and attitude or neutrality, uh, or lack of initiative, or uh, fear of sharing the good news that has transformed our life, we might be blocking some people's access to heaven.
0: So what does this story tell us about God? As I look at this story, verse fifty five it says, "But he turned." and rebuked them, and went on to another village." I assume the rebuking them is to James and John. Yes. You know, they, they're wanting to call down punishment for this slight against God. You know the, These people have rejected Jesus, and they're wanting them to face the consequences. But Jesus rebukes them for doing that. He doesn't force himself. He doesn't say, you have to take me in. He goes to another village. And God never forces us. Mm-hmm. God is always willing, but if we reject Him, God gives us that opportunity, the ability to reject Him. And I think this is what is what this passage is sharing with me about God, is that, that He does give us the freedom to reject if we choose. Mm-hmm.
1: For me, uh, I connect this story, what... Uh, John and James said it's a direct reference to the story of Sodom and Gomorrah Mm -hmm. so that was brought back to my mind when indeed God executed a judgment in history before the end of history um, a couple of times right God did that but the Lord himself together with two angels they went to talk not only to Abraham but to be eyewitness practically to investigate the reality in Sodom and Gomorrah. They spend a night there. Um, they try to talk to people. Uh, even before that God um, intentionally placed Lot and his family in Sodom to be a light for that uh, very spiritually dark world. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, what I learn about God is um, God always goes the extra mile to reveal Himself, to share the good news about Him, to invite us, come to me and I will give you rest. Uh, if there are a couple of um, moments of judgment in history, it is after God exhausted all other um, means of, um, you know, communicating His message, His will, and attracted people to Himself and even those events are just a few it's the flood the Sodom and gomorrah is destruction of jerusalem you know ananias and fire in the new mm-hmm. testament and those events belong to god we should never think about um, executing a judgment in history it is not given to us all the judgment was
0: given to jesus christ how is this passage speaking to you today and what are you going to do about it On one side,
1: uh, I learned the lesson that I should never yell at anyone, you go to hell. Mm -hmm. I should never even think about that in my own mind. Mm -hmm. And I should go even one step further. I pray that uh, I will not be a stumbling block for someone who is searching for truth, who would like to know more light about God's character. I should never block someone's Entrance into heaven.
0: Yeah. As I look at this, I, I'm putting myself in the village of the Samaritans. The way this is speaking to me today is: How am I opening or closing myself to different opinions that come in? Mm-hmm. To different concepts, to different beliefs. Um, when when someone comes and they're not like me, how am I treating them? Am I rejecting them for the message? or am I treating them like a child of God? Mm-hmm. Um, in our life, there we have opinions and there are people with other opinions. Um, would you allow someone to eat a meal at your table who doesn't have the right president's flag in their yard or whatever the case may be, goes for the other sports team or, you know, um, we're, we're in Chicago, and we have the Bears here, the football team, but if, if someone came with a, a Green Bay or a Detroit or a um, Vikings jersey and, and wanted to come, would you let them eat at your table? Um, and, and I think this is what's speaking to me, is what barriers am I putting up because of my own prejudice mm-hmm. um, to, to, letting pe- to ministering to people and accepting people for who they are? Uh, Beautiful. I
1: like to just add uh, one more aspect of this story. We don't know God's intention with a specific person or groups of people. Uh, If you have time, please um, uh, read in the book of Job chapter 33 starting with verse 19 when uh, um, uh, the Bible talks about rebuking a person it is the work of god not uh, of john or james or you know uh, their contemporaries today Mm -hmm. and in verse 29 says behold god does these things twice or three times with a man to bring back his soul from the pit that he may be lighted and with the light of life and this two or three is the minimum because in the new testament in the gospel jesus christ told peter that he has to go not only two or three times but 70 times seven the love of god is infinite and we should never think that god's love has limits and we should not set limits to the love of god
0: amen let's pray father god we thank you that your love is limitless amen and i pray that as we present you to our neighbors our co-workers our friends strangers that we won't present a god who has limited abilities. Amen. That we won't present you in a way that tears others down. That we won't be antichrist standing in in the way uh, as of the work that you want to do. Father, I pray that you will open our minds, open our eyes to be willing to accept differences around us. May we always be led by you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you.